Hey guys, it's me, but we're not going to get into the episode just yet because I want to introduce today's sponsor and that is Anchor. Anchor is what I use to upload and distribute my podcast on platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, but you can also use it to record and edit an episode right from your computer or phone for free. You can also use it to make money from your podcast without a minimum listenership. All you need to get started on your podcast is all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you soon. Welcome back to another episode of the Bonnet Talks with your host, Ama Pia. Today, I was actually supposed to be doing a solo episode for you all, but I decided to actually upload this guest episode with my good friend, Adam Sharif. I really enjoyed interviewing him this weekend, and I thought it was very fitting because this past weekend, the University of Connecticut, our alma mater, actually had their virtual graduation for the UConn class of 2020. Um, And so I figured that the conversation that we had Um, that you'll be hearing in this episode was very fitting because it's all about post-grad and what we decided to prioritize. In our discussion, we both had a commonality of reassessing our friendships and realizing the importance of who we select to be on our team and support system during our transition from college into the real world. This is such a good episode, guys, and Adam is someone that I can always learn from, so I really hope that he can provide the same to you. By the way, just an FYI, my apologies for the audio on my end. I had to do the interview using my AirPods instead of my regular mic, but overall, I think the sound is still okay. But um, yeah, if you're wondering why it kind of sounds janky, that is why. (laughs) But I hope you guys enjoy, and I hope you have a very nice week, and I will see you all very soon. Bye. I'm so excited about this. You have no idea. Wait, let me pick up my gum. Oh, my God. I'm dead. <laughs> Her fans are going to be mad at me. <laughs> I was dead because you were like, I need to drink my ginger tea. I was like, I wasn't you need playing. to. <laughs> I wasn't oh my gosh. Well, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bonnet Talk. And I'm here with my good, good friend, Adam Sheriff. Um, I should take this time because I'm being a fake friend too, because I feel like Everyone either says Sheriff or Sharif, and I, I know it as Sheriff, but I just want to clear the air right now. <laughs> that's, so, that's actually so funny that you just stopped to do that, because in my head I was like, oh, she pronounced my last name wrong, but I was yeah. like, you know what, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, it is technically Sharif, but I've gotten Sheriff so often because it's just like closely, like the spelling is so close to the yeah. word Sheriff um okay so like people joke like they used to call me sheriff in like elementary school i know before i when i was writing down my outline and everything i was like i feel like i know what it is but we've been friends for so long that i should know so i'm just gonna like ask him (laughs) and just be fake but okay so sharif um i'm so happy that you're on the podcast guys um adam is a good friend of mine i've been friends with him since freshman year of college and he is one of the most driven most out like I don't even know how to explain you'll you'll know by the time this episode is over how amazing this guy is and I'm not just saying that just for saying it you know I really could just talk just to talk but he is actually so inspiring and I think that you guys will really benefit from the conversation that we'll have today I know I have 
benefited from him just being my friend because he, the way he just goes about life and um, approaches different scenarios is just so admirable. So thank you so much for being on the show, Adam. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for everything you just said. Um, and thanks for doing this. I, I love to see my friends do stuff like this. The first thing I like to do with my guests is to talk about a throwback memory. TBT, the Bonnet Talks, that's the acronym. Um, but it also stands for a throwback. So I usually like to talk about with my guests what our favorite memory with each other is. And I think I, I told you about this today. So I asked Adam to think about this a little bit. And he said he already has one. He has a few. So I'm curious to, <laughs> I'm curious to hear what he has to say. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, like looking back, you mentioned earlier, like that we've been friends since freshman year. Um, so there's along the way, there's like these significant and people that know me know I have a pretty good memory. Um, mm-hmm. Like I remember exactly where I was, exactly what I was feeling, exactly what I was said um, in, in some moments. Um, but I think my favorite of ours was sophomore year, and. I, th- I think it was like maybe March. Um, I remember it was like kind of warm out, but like the Yukon warm where it's not actually warm. And we we're in yeah. room 104 in the student union. This is very specific. Yeah, you know, this is my memory. Like I'm, I'm, taking you, I'm taking you to where my head is um, for a concert committee meeting. And it was like the week after they had just selected who would be the next concert chair. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I remember that was something that I was like gunning for for a while, but also like competed with a bunch of people to get. Um, but I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we met through concert committee. Um, yeah. yeah, we did. We did. And we would sit next to each other and we'd always talk about it. And I would always like joke with you of like, I'm going to be the chair of this committee eventually. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to be the chair. This is what I want to do. This is like all my like aspirations. Like I would give you the whole rundown. And Literally. then there was one meeting where I had finally gotten it. It wasn't necessarily public just yet. And then Julia announced to the committee that they had selected a concert chair and it was me. And I remember the first person I looked towards was you. That was the first person I looked at and I remember just seeing you get so excited and you turned to your left and you were sitting next to um, Emily Wade and oh my god and yeah. you were like oh my god I'm so excited and I looked at you and I was like ah oh. it was just an amazing like moment of fulfillment knowing that like I had support in the room yeah, and yeah. it made me so excited for the year well, that's so important, I feel like, and we can get into this a little bit later, but as a new leader, you know, just to have that reassurement that, like, you, yeah, you'll have that backing, right, that, you know, people are looking forward to things that you're doing, people are looking forward to your ideas, that always is a, like, almost like a sigh of relief, almost. <laughs> yes, it was, it was, it was, it was that moment, and I was like, damn, that was genuine love she just showed me, and I love Oh my so god. Much. That's so funny. That's I. It's funny that you mentioned, like how we would always talk about how this is what you wanted to do. Because for me, my favorite memory. I always talk to Adam about this, but my favorite memory in our relationship was the literal day, the first day you said that being concert committee chair was something you wanted to do. And this was my. This is our freshman year. It was the end mm-hmm. of freshman year, 
who was chair at the time? I think it was oh Jose. I think Jose. it was Jose. Jose Delgado. Oh yeah. So how oh, throwback. This is so oh my god. This was years <laughs> ago, guys. Years ago. And I remember it was after our concert committee meeting. And it was me, Emily, Liz, like those same people. And then it was um, Lexi Fragola, um, yeah, Sam. Lexi, yeah. Yeah. And we walk out, guys. I kid you not. And we're standing in a circle, like, outside of room 104. Now, if anyone walked by, they would have thought we were, like, in a cult meeting or something. They're like, what are they scheming over there? Scheming, What's going on? scheming. Like. <laughs> what are they plotting? And Adam was going on and on. He was like, guys, you know, I'm going to have this, like, I'm going to have this years from now. And we're like, what are you talking? What is this guy talking about? Like, think of me as a freshman. I'm just like, and I was, I had been friends with Adam, but you know, we're, it's still freshman year. You're still getting to know people, whatever. And Adam is just out here and we're like, yeah, this is going to be me in a few years. We're like, what is he talking about? Like, relax. We just got a new person. Yeah. Right. Like, don't get ahead of yourself, little boy. (laughs) Just like, Okay. And guys, he also said this. He said, I have so many ideas for this committee. You know, we're going to like have a festival. We're going to be doing these shows. This is who I want to see at the show. This is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. We're standing outside of this room, guys, after this meeting, after someone else knew, okay, the new concert committee chairperson was named, okay? I remember leaving that conversation. And I love Adam. And I literally was, I was talking to Emily and Liz after that. And I was like, you know, he's really ambitious. Like, I feel like this is really bad. <laughs> this is really bad timing. Like, I wonder why he just, like, did he not like the new committee chair? <laughs> like, what's going on? What's the tea? Um, I was like, you know, but I mean, hey, he said he's going to do it. So who knows? Yeah. But the, re- the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because what had happened after that moment, those years afterwards, is why exactly I'm bringing Adam here to talk to you guys today. Because he manifested that. He literally stood outside that room that freshman year and said, I'm going to run this committee. I'm going to do, I'm going to run a festival. This is what we want to do. And what did he do three years later, two years later, he became the head of concert committee and he ran UConn's first ever concert festival called Uconic. Yes. Look at him. And I, guys, I'm looking at Adam right now. And in the back, I see all his posters from all those festivals, all those concerts. <laughs> That is a wall of fame. Wall of fame right there. And he he not only was the concert committee chair, he went on to be president of student activities for UConn. Now, if that's not manifestation, if that's not being driven, ambitious, I don't know what is, guys. He really like he had his goal and he met it. And um it's something that I always go back to whenever I'm thinking about, okay, like, what do I want to do next? What do I need to do to get there? I always think back to Adam telling us that that freshman year and how he was able to achieve that within a matter of two or three years. Adam, you can really provide valuable information as to kind of determining what your goals are, like what your goals are, how you can meet them, and how you can, you know, also become the best version of yourself in, in achieving those goals. Um, and you, you have a track record of doing that. And that's why I wanted to bring you on today to really talk about that and to kind of take that and apply it to post-grad. So, um, you, like you and I both graduated last year, May, 2019, you and I were both student leaders on campus. Um, I was student body president. You were president of, of student activities. 
And so as some, as people who are in like large campus roles like that, you're always thinking about what's next, what's the plan for you. And you're trying to determine what the strategy was. Did you feel like, oh, wow, like, kind of like confused almost. It's kind of like yeah. for once, I don't have anything planned. It's like, I can actually have the free time and freedom to do that. So I think that, you know, and we've, we've had a, like, we've talked about this before on, on a different phone call. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that the biggest, I guess, misconception when it comes to being in a role, like being in a huge campus role, like one mm -hmm. of ours is that like, they're set, like they're, they're, they're doing it, they're killing it, the resume is beautiful, and they're forever going to have, like, an amazing career ahead of them, because um, mm -hmm. it's just going to domino, right? Like, you become student body president, and it's like, oh my god, I'm a student body president. After that, she's going to be, you mm -hmm. know, fill in whatever blank, like, and that's a common misconception that I think Fortunately, I, and, and this is what we talked about last time, I'm able to identify early that like mm -hmm. it's, it's really not that easy, right? Mm -hmm. You put that on your resume, you um, give all of your energy to that role and mm -hmm. put your best foot forward every day. But that still doesn't mean that opportunities that you're deserving of just come to you. Right. right. You still got to mm -hmm. chase them. You still got to put in the work. You still got to network. You still got to meet people. Um, you still got to interview, right? And do well mm -hmm. on the interviews. And mm -hmm. just like everyone else, you're going to apply to dozens and dozens of roles. Some of them are going to call you for an interview. Some of those interviews are going to go well and you're going to get few offers. Right. Uh, so, so I think that's part of the biggest misconception that I had, um, you know, especially in college, like in college, you kind of like, there's a natural lineage to things. It's like you become, for Subag at least, it was like, you're a committee member, and then you're a vice chair. And then after a vice mm -hmm. chair, you're chair. And then after mm -hmm. chair, you're VP or president. Like there's a natural flow to the order. Um, yeah. But when you graduate, and you're outside of that environment, all of a sudden, like, as, as well respected as you were on campus, being president of this or president of this or VP of this, suddenly those accolades kind of vanish, right? Mm -hmm. And you and you start a clean slate and all of a sudden it's, uh, well, I'm just Adam. I've done all these things in my past, right. but right now I'm coming to you as Adam mm -hmm. looking to start his career, right? I'm still mm -hmm. looking for entry-level roles. Um, so it's like, how do you prove your worth when you were just starting in your career? And all of a sudden it's everything you did in college kind of, you can celebrate it and appreciate it yourself, but it's not necessarily something that people out in the real world, right? I put real worlds in quotes because something that's always <laughs> talked about in college, um, something that out in the real world, people don't really respect as much. Mm -hmm. I, to I totally agree. And that's something, I mean, obviously we have, we have talked about this before and it's something that I always think about and, that is why when I graduated and I was like, okay, like, again, like you said, this is AMA now. This is no longer AMA, the student body president. This is no longer AMA, the UConn student. This is right. just AMA Pia. And right. who is AMA Pia? What does she have to mm -hmm. offer? Was there anything 
based on your experiences in college, like, you know, in college, we're trying to figure out who we are and whatever, like the whole shipping. And at the end of it, like, do we really know who we are? I don't really know. So it seems like it's still very still learning, right? It's still forever going to be, right, forever going to exactly. be that, though. Exactly. And so by the end of everything, when you looked at yourself and said, okay, I'm Adam, what qualities or traits did you recognize in yourself? Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up, like, I'm glad both of our stories were kind of from the beginning of our journey together, um, like from how we remember each other. Because one of my favorite things about you and about our relationship is that you were really there from the beginning. Like, you really saw Adam before he was concert chair, before he had all of, like, before he had this wall of fame, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's refreshing from a sense of like people that met me senior year or junior year. I really don't think they actually know me the way they think they know me um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like my energy and my work ethic. So I remember there would be times junior, senior year where like I might've been having a good week. I might've been going through it, but all of a sudden randomly I would get a text from you that was like, yo, it's honestly insane how hard you work and I just wanted to tell you that and right and I remember those moments too and they were so appreciated because it was like damn Amma actually knows like Amma Mm -hmm. actually knows that I went from like doing nothing freshman year saying I was going to do all of this to actually doing it and executing Mm -hmm. it and putting in the work and putting in the energy where a lot of people when they met me they met me like middle of planning Uconic. Yeah, and it's like, you don't actually know that this has been on my mind for two and a half years. Um, and again, some people who are close to me understand the level of thought and strategy and forward thinking that goes into my decisions and, you know, the game plan that I lay out for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually not so impulsive or as like rash as people seem to think um Mm -hmm. and that's something that i that's something that i thought of when graduating is i enjoyed the hell at a senior year i enjoyed the hell at a junior year like all those experiences all those memories all those successes accomplishments um were amazing and awesome but I also remember freshman year being hell and not having any of those accomplishments or successes, just like doing my best to be patient, going through what I was going through mentally. um, Cause that was, that was just a rough time in my college experience, but also being patient to know that like it was going to get better. um, Mm. And eventually I was going to be, you know, on the other side of this journey that I was on and be able to go and execute and do all the things that I really wanted to do. Um, So starting post-grad, being back in that place of like, I'm no longer Adam, the Subak president. I'm just Adam. I no longer have this like organization that like gives me respect and, and commands value on campus um, or, and I no longer have that title. It's just Mm -hmm. my own brain and my own personality that needs to do the talking. Um, Mm -hmm. 
when I sit at a table, I no longer sit at a table that says Adam Sharif Subag president. It's just like me here with my resume. Um, Mm -hmm. And recognizing that was like, okay, but I've done this before and we've been here before. Um, and this is not new territory. Um, mm-hmm. Freshman year was exactly like this, right? You graduated from high school. You did not have any of those accolades. You did not have any of those accomplishments um, to speak to necessarily. You just had to prove to people every single day. Every single person that you interacted with, like you, was like, hey, I'm Adam. I really want to be chair of this committee eventually. I really mm-hmm. want to do this once I'm chair. Um, and and put out that energy into the world and manifest it so it comes back and then be patient that eventually it'll come mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think that was you know to answer your question the main part of that journey was just reminding myself that i've been through this challenge before and we have a very similar story in the sense of you know freshman year was hell like i think everyone's right. freshman year was hell. Listen, i don't know i've been talking to people and they're like oh, i love freshman year and i'm like how <laughs> no that was actually the number like worst ever the worst worst, <laughs> worst ever but it's and we always as you said we build ourselves up after that mm-hmm. and we we go through those challenges and they teach us so much about ourselves. I think what makes, what gives me solace is that, you know, at some point I will figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point I will feel like I did the way I did my senior year of college where I felt like, okay, wow, I, I somehow got out of the hell that freshman year was. (laughs) Just like you did before you'll get through. Exactly. Exactly. Looking back at how I've approached my challenging situations in college i'm like okay well that's what worked for me then how can we use those same like skills or applications for this situation and what needs to change here and what what um information can i gather from this to establish like what i want what my goals are and how i wanted to get there um so it seems like you kind of did the same like a similar kind of evaluation of yourself yeah um and once you did that, what did you say to yourself? Like, what were the concrete things that you discovered after that reflection or evaluation? Yeah, I think that in college, I, I th- like not to say that the realization really did happen in the postgrad, but in college, there was something that I was super, honestly, taking it back to high school, right? Like some friends that I still have from high school still know this about me, that I'm very um, cautious when it comes to the people that I associate and interact with on a daily basis and like the people that I call a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I think has always been that I've recognized that like, we're going to have a lot of temporary friendships in life Um, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. They just were never meant to be there past a certain chapter. Um, They were, (laughs) Right. They were around for when I was in high school, right? They were around for, you know, when I was playing soccer and I was on the team, um, like all all of my teammates were my friends. Mm -hmm. And when I was no longer playing soccer post high school, Mm -hmm. those aren't my friends anymore. I I don't Mm -hmm. speak to them. I don't catch up. I don't check in. Um, That was just, that was the definition of the friendship. Um, And 
like I said, that realization happened in high school. And, and part of that understanding was that, well, those people aren't friends with Adam. They're friends with the defensive mid number 12 soccer mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They were, I was also president of my like high school class. Right. So all mm-hmm. the friends that I had in that experience, they were friends with class president, Adam. They weren't friends with just Adam Sharif. Mm -hmm. Um, And going into college, I went to a college, right? That was not too far from my home, about three and a half hours away. But I was the only person from my high school to go to UConn. So it was, again, a reset and a restart of like, I'm on my own. I have to make my own reputation from scratch. Like, there's going to be no one that I could like lean on up here. and going into that, I think as I formed new friendships and new relationships, that's where the caution came from. It was mm-hmm. like, well, these aren't going to be, this person isn't going to be a lifetime friend. This is just, they're only talking to me because I'm the marketing chair of concert committee and they're trying to ask me who the concert mm-hmm. is going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they're there for. Or they're only friends with me because like, they live down the hall from me. They don't actually care about me. If it was someone else that was in this room, um, that's who they'd be friends with. Um, and one, one, I say that recognizing that like there's some faults in everything I just said in, in the level of thinking that I have. Um, but I'm saying that openly and honestly, and like that was my logic in college um, mm-hmm. when it came to forming relationships, which as a result, it took a lot um to prove like for people i guess to prove to me that like they're a friend this relationship is of value and this is a person that i want around for a long time Mm -hmm. um so when it came to graduating um i think like graduation week i immediately knew that like the amount of people that I talked to in a week, let's say I talked to a hundred people in a week was Mm. immediately going to turn into 10 Mm. immediately. And while that sucked, like that feeling sucked of like, damn, all these people I'm never going to talk to again. It was like a sense of like, all right, but I've mentally prepared for this. I've already acknowledged that like that person is really not a friend. Um, Mm. They're, and and saying it that way makes it sound so negative, but I don't necessarily like, and I want to make that clear that I don't necessarily mm. think it's a negative thing. I think it's okay to either. have temporary friendships and like you, we were good when we had something to talk about. And what we had to mm. talk about was like planning Subag events. Now we don't plan Subag events together anymore. Right. So like, right. I don't know if I want to tell you about like, how my sister's doing like i don't know if that's the extent of our friendship Mm -hmm. um but it might be this might be my own fault because of that logic but this just might be a way of life that i think people go through when they graduate is that suddenly you find like all these people that you leaned on for support and guidance are gone and Mm -hmm. your support system Right, I, I said we go from 100 friends or 100 people that we talk to in a week to 10 immediately. That's your support system. 
that immediately yeah. just shrunk. So when you mm -hmm. are going through and when you graduate and you're going through this journey of like, wow, I'm no longer, I'm no longer all these titles. I'm no longer all these things. Yeah. I'm no longer well-respected like I was in stores, Connecticut. I'm just Adam. You need to lean on people. You need your support system to like remind you of who you are, to guide you through this new journey and to, to make you feel valued and appreciated and respected and, and loved, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that was, I think, one of the biggest realizations that I had was mm -hmm. I need to value the people that are around me way mm -hmm. more than I have um, mm -hmm. before because like, as independent and as like ambitious and hardworking I know I am, um, I don't think I recognized while I was in college how much the, the team that I surrounded myself with was also driving my success. Yeah, uh, exactly. I was just going to mention that. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, so in, in this post-grad world, like, I'd like to think, and again, it's still a journey, right? We're still learning. We're still getting better. By no means a master in this, but I like mm -hmm. to think um, that I value instead of those hundred people that I talk to a week, those five people that I talk to a week, um, way more than I once did, and 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 show them the level of love that I needed from them. And I mean, just to kind of also go a little back to something you said, you know. I don't necessarily, I know you said that there might be some flaw, um, faults in what you were saying about, you know, yeah. the temporary friendship thing and everything. I get that. But I also think that it's so, so important in postgrad to be selective with yeah. who you surround yourself with, because at the end of the day, you create the environment you're in. You have, that is something that you can control to an extent. Mm. So you want to make sure, you know, that you are surrounding yourself to be put in the best position to be successful. And that not, that not only includes your physical space, but includes your relationships. Right. And so if something is not working, then for me, and it, it's, it was very hard for me to do this because I'm someone who's like, oh my God, everybody, like, love you. You know, I'm just that type of person. But I had to sit down and really reevaluate and say, okay, um, who is really there for me? Who is someone who will support me in my growth? Who is someone who like will kind of give me that two-way street of, okay, I'm supporting them. They're supporting me to be the mm -hmm. best version of myself mm -hmm. because in the goals that we do set for ourselves, as you said, right, you could not have, you wouldn't have been able to achieve the goals that you did without your team, without yeah, that right. support group. Mm -hmm. So in postgrad, it's almost like you're selecting your team. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I think right. it's integral to your growth and integral to the, that transition and making sure it's a smooth one. Yeah. That makes sense. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I think that it's, it's a, it's a part of me. It's a part of my identity. It's, it's who I have been and who I likely will continue to be. I think one of the, the flaws I think that I recognized, which I was kind of alluding to is like, as a result, my mind is is constantly overthinking my my interactions, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Interactions <laughs> with people. So, if, and I think as a result, and I learned this in college, you know, and people thought this in high school, but I didn't actually know why. I learned it in college when I realized that there 
there's a lot of people that um, when I would meet them or in the first few years of or few months of our interactions that they would be intimidated by me or like scared by me and and I never understood it because it was like I am the biggest softy you could (laughs) ever you could ever meet like I like I just want to love people, right? Like, yeah. and I can't yeah. even believe I'm documenting this on your podcast. <laughs> what I'm saying right now, because I, I do have a I do have a little intimidating reputation I gotta uphold here. But um, that, that's but, what the podcast is for. We're exposing everybody. There we go. Everybody, Open, everybody honest, vulnerability. But yes. <laughs> so so it was it was weird moments of like, well, why why are people so intimidated? And I think it was, and part of that realization came from what I was saying earlier of like m- me constantly thinking about my interactions with people and protecting my peace, right? That's what I'm doing by doing that. I'm protecting um, myself from getting hurt, myself from being taken advantage of, or just opening those walls to people that, that don't deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. so by constantly having that wall up and protecting myself of that, I can come off as, as jaded and as cold. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, as a little bit more sinister, I guess, than yeah. I, than I really <laughs> am. Um, so, but that's one of the things that I've learned is like a necessary evil, but part of that realization also, and this is why it's like, beautiful to learn yourself more and more and more is because now I've gotten to a place where I can turn it on and off. Um, Mm. Not, you know, not so easy where it's like a flip of a switch, but like I could be at a networking event and realize this is not the place to put up this wall and protect your peace and, and, you know, to come off that way. This is the Mm -hmm. place of like, just trust everybody in the room for the hour that you're here. Mm -hmm. And, just go and be social. Um, And as a result, I won't come off that way. That was not something that I was able to do in college. In college, it was all or nothing. I would be in some rooms where it was all my friends, like all my close friends, and I would be my natural version of myself. If one person would walk into the room that I didn't know, that I didn't trust necessarily, that I wouldn't call a friend, the walls would go up and I would be this cold intimidating person um mm. and it, it while it was protective it isn't I'm, I'm not always giving off the best version of myself by doing that right and it kind of just yeah you're, you're, you're not giving off the best version of yourself in that way but you're also not like living up to it like how do you feel you how do you feel comfortable like living your life in that way do you know what right. i'm saying that's a good point. It, it, it's exhausting almost like draining like yeah. to do that to and it's, always it's, be thinking about that yeah yeah, yeah right. exactly and especially when you're in campus leadership positions like we were to be doing that on and off we're like on all the time it's just a lot to deal right. with right. <laughs> emotionally no for sure and i would find that and i don't know about you but i would find that even probably still to this day, like there are people like you could speak to two different people and they would have two different impressions of me. Like mm. one person would know this like cold, dark, like doesn't show his emotions, Adam. 
and mm-hmm. think one thing of it and the other mm-hmm. person will be like oh my god i love adam he's the yeah. nicest friendliest person i've ever met and yeah. it'll be those two opposites um yeah. and again i'm i'm comfortable with whatever reputation of myself exists out there as long as i know all right this is who i actually am and as long as the people close to me know that that's how i actually am um you know other people can say whatever in the world they feel like saying um exactly but it was something that i recognize and something that i'm aware of and and pretty cognizant of and it's it's interesting you say that too um because i i'm like listening to you and thinking about myself and how i it's like that persona we give off almost that we portray Mm. and i'm someone who like something i recognized when i graduated was that I'm like my reputation. A lot of people just see me as you know very extroverted, very like fun, bubbly, like whatever. But you know, as kind of you said, like I had that like hundred of people like I always talked to you, and that was drastically cut, right? And it was cut though because most of the people who did know me and like they would, if if you ask them like, oh, like what do you think of um, I'm sure maybe hopefully. God, <laughs> Be something positive but it's like oh she's so nice she's x y and z hopefully but they don't know anything more than that like there's nothing it's very superficial Mm. there's nothing i don't i tend to be someone who gives off that bubbly persona to kind of as like a wall so that no one like goes in deeper to ask me those questions i don't know if that makes sense but like no it does it does yes so that i don't I don't have those deeper conversations and I, I find it very hard to actually come out and say how I feel about certain things, which is why this podcast is really interesting because it's a platform where I have been very open with how I, I, I've been feeling. And instead of being like cold and dark as that, as you were like for you, like for me, it was kind of like, it's the opposite of like, Oh, like let's put all this out here, extrovertedness. But like when it comes to anything more than that, like, no, right. no, <laughs> no, no, right. So when I was coming up with these, like when I was having these reflections and coming up with these goals, I was like, all right, well, is this something that is sustainable, right? Is this something that um, I can continue doing, especially in the workplace? I also thought it was cool that you were talking about how you've learned to kind of control when you want to put on that, like that cold-ish persona or whatever versus the other. I'm just depending on the situation. And I'm wondering how, I guess, maybe difficult or maybe not so difficult it's been to navigate that in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and build those relationships, especially because you were saying that you were someone who, you know, throughout college, you kind of were, you just thought of pretty much every, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you pretty much thought of every relationship as transient. So how do you like translate that into the workplace? How has that been for you? Yeah. Um, wow, big question. Um, and also like a big, a big statement in there of like, I thought of every relationship as transient. Um, you're, you're probably right in the, in that I probably did. I think I didn't go when I was speaking, it's like, I didn't go as far to say all of that, but I just came out of for no reason. No, no, no. But you're absolutely probably right. I, th- I think that part of the realization came from like, holy, like 
shit, Adam, you are so wrong. Like that is an actual friend. Like that is not a temporary transient relationship. But <laughs> but yeah, I think that I know I pose a really big question. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no, so I mean, much. Well, you that. talked about you talked about turning it on and turning it off, right? Um, and there's also a story that I'm remembering of like someone at work, um, you know, at my current job said said something like, "You need to be like meaner. Like you're too nice." Um, and I remember. Really? Um, yeah, I know. And I remember immediately texting one of my friends and being like, "One of my coworkers just said I'm too nice." <laughs> And my friend replied and was like, what are you playing a game over there? What do you mean <laughs> they think you're too nice? Like, this is, this is never, I've never heard anyone call you too nice. Like, this is not. This what is are not, you doing over there? This is, right. This is not your identity at all. Like, what, what happens when you walk into that building? Um, and it was, it was what you were just saying of like, that's not. It's not even, you know, I used the word cold earlier, but I think it's more so that I'm just like so closed off and it can yeah. come off as closed where like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much, um, let's cut to the chase. Like, why are we here? What are we talking about? We don't need to kiki about like the yeah, sun. You are or, like, like that. <laughs> or, like, very blunt. I'm like, yeah, let's just cut to the chase. Like, what do we need to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, like we're all busy. We all have things going on. There's no need to fake this interaction right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of the sustainability, I I learned that like because I wasn't like that freshman or sophomore year really because I couldn't be. I had to right. I had to kiss ass. I had to I had to you know be nice and and be friendly and uh, like make small talk because I had to like earn these positions. But once I mm-hmm. got them. I was like, okay, well, now I'm just going to be myself. Um, But once I graduated, that was no longer sustainable because it was like, I cannot start my first day at work being blunt and sarcastic and like very much like, like when people are like, where are you from? I can't be like, don't worry about it. (laughs) Very much something I would have said senior year of college, senior year of college, right? People would be like, where are you from? And I'd be like, it's not important. Yeah. Like that was, no, it was like, we're not about a small talk about where I'm from. Like, I'm going to say I'm from Jersey. You're going to be like, Oh, what made you decide to go to UConn? And I'm going to be like, well, I wanted a big state school that wasn't too far from home, but wasn't too close. Like I'm not doing every single person I meet. I'm sorry. Um, we don't got time right but i recognize that that's not that's not what i can do um when i'm like out here trying to form new friendships and new relationships in the workplace um Mm -hmm. so that needed to be turned off and as a result it was like all of a sudden one day it was like are you being too nice like stop caring about people's feelings and it was like (laughs) oh wait and i remember saying i think it was my boss i remember saying it to him i was like Wait, let's be clear. I do not care about their feelings at all. Like, <laughs> at no, all. <laughs> I'm just trying to be cautious of, like, let me not piss somebody off that's going to come back to, like, like you know, cost me my job or some shit like that. Um, yeah. But look, if you tell me not to care about their feelings, then say less. 
<laughs> um, and as a result, okay. like, like a few months in, I started coming more and more out of my shell and could like turn that switch off and just be like, let's cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really gotta, I really gotta be cautious of like how I'm coming off. Sometimes I correct myself in the moments of like, wow, I'm being really sarcastic right now for no reason. Like I'm in a meeting. <laughs> I'm in a meeting yeah. doing this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like stuff like that. But yeah, th- I'm still thinking about you saying, oh, my, I thought all my relationships were temporary. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to trigger you. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're right. You're so right. I really did think that. Um, I, but I think part of that learning, um, and I actually do have a question for you because you, you said something earlier that's also so stuck in my head. Um, but part of that learning came from like people. And, and this is why I, I do believe I have some of the best friends because they've corrected that thinking of like, mm-hmm. I, I have counted them out so many times. So many mm-hmm. times I've been like, we're not going to be friends after this year. They're not going to hit me up mm-hmm. after this summer. They're not going to like, they're not going to like, like I'm in a bad mood this week and I'm giving off that energy and and they're not going to hit me up and be like, are you okay? Um, They're not going to be there when I need them, which is how I know that they're not a friend, but they proved me wrong every single time. Um, Every single time I count them out, I'm like, "Uh, you're wrong, Adam. You're just wrong. Look at that. Like you thought they weren't going to hit you up and, and here they are. Um, but earlier you said something about, um, like finding people that, that match your energy, um, Mm -hmm. and like give you what you give them. And it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a reciprocated, you know, friendship relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought about that because that's something that I think about all the time, um, of how much of myself do I give to others? Yeah. How much do they give back to me mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I need someone? Um, and I wanted to ask you in those moments, um, how do you react when like you have this realization of, wow, you are just an all-star person to X individual and an mm-hmm. X individual never shows up for you. Mm-hmm. they're never there when you need them they don't support you in the way that you support them um you're on their team and you're their biggest cheerleader but mm-hmm. like when you need some cheering mm-hmm. they're nowhere to be found what do you do in those situations it's kind of well okay so let me first say that this happens to me a lot mm-hmm. especially i mean it's happened pretty much my whole life but because <laughs> it's just because of the person i am yeah and I found myself in these situations a lot more, I would say, during my senior year. And it makes sense because obviously, you know, I was um, in a position where I, I'm the only person who knows what it was like to be student body president for in that period of time while also dealing with all the other things that I was going on with. Like, I'm the only person in, in the, um, those shoes. And still when I was going through all those things, I still gave my hundred, like 200% to every single person I interacted with, whether I knew them well or not. I love that you're doing this right now. (laughs) 
just because that is the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. And so I would say like, I'm, I'm saying this particular instance for a reason. It, makes, it was a reason why I'm saying it, but <laughs> I would say towards the middle of my, like middle of senior year, like it hit me how tired I was. And not just like, not physically tired, not like, you know, oh, like so much, so many exams, but just like emotionally, mentally, like. No, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel it. Uh, you're thinking back to that place. Like sick. sick. <laughs> like sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to you. I'm so sick right now. I, and I was sitting there and I, I was like, what is wrong? Because. It, to everyone else, it seemed like I had everything, right? Yeah. I yeah. was doing amazing things. I was meeting incredible people. That job was everything I wanted and more. But I realized that, like, even though I was giving my 200% to everybody, like, I wasn't getting that back. I came home and I was finally alone in that space where I'm like, it kind of like, again, like how postgrad, like I said, I came home and I was like, this is just Alma. I was like, wow, like, this kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> like right. I'm, I'm so tired and it's because I'm drained from people. Yeah. Um, and it made me realize I was like, you know what? As much as like, yes, I gave 200%. Like, yes, I did those things. Yes. I'm tired. It doesn't mean I'll, I'll stop doing that. Right. Mm. To me, I was like, okay, I'm not going to stop doing that. But what I will do is I know my boundaries. I'm knowing not to expect anything back from that person. Mm. I kind of was like, I know I'm, I, I want to at least do right by people. If that makes yeah. sense. Right. I want to know that I did my part. And if you don't do your part, like, I mean, hey, <laughs> that's, you, can't, that's you can't control right. um, what they do. Like that's yeah. on them, but you can control like and respect yourself and like exactly. how you show love and how you value people right I get exactly exactly and that's kind of so that is what I that's kind of what I did my second semester I said you know this is still my job these are still the people I still have to interact with like fine but I know that I'm not I know what to expect of everybody yeah. I do my part as long as I'm doing my part that's fine but I also realized kind of and this happened when I graduated, kind of, as I said before, I realized, wait, I need to also not only do that, like respect myself and respect others and do right by them, but I also, it's okay for me to be selective about who I surround myself with, because Mm. at the end of the day, there's only so much energy that you have. You can't, there's only 24 hours in the day and you can't split it all. You have to have some for yourself to actually be sane (laughs) and to be, um, I think the best way to even kind of like almost double dip almost or like multitask in a way is to have people who can feel that energy for you, right? Yeah. Who are supportive of that. That's kind of how I react. That was my thought process on that. It was more of like having that self-awareness. Yeah. Well, Amma, what's your um, sign? Virgo. Virgo. Oh. <laughs> 
what is this? What is this question? <laughs> oh, it was because, no, everything you said, not only the experiences that you had, like, that's one thing because we both had, like, like we were in pretty significant leadership positions, but then the way you said you reacted to it and how it made you feel um, and how you dealt with it is exactly how, like, we, we've ha- we had the exact same level of thinking. So I was like, are we, like, similar in that way? And I was like, I don't think she's a cancer. Um, no, I am definitely not a cancer. <laughs> but, but so let me ask you a follow-up question about something you mm. said, because, again, I, I relate to it. Um, you said something about, like, you're going to be who you are, and you're not going to expect anything from the other person, because, like, that, that's what has gotten you into trouble. You're going to expect nothing from them, and you're going to continue to be kind and love and and give them the energy you think that, that person deserves um but like i guess the the follow-up is like if you know that that person isn't going to give you anything and you know you said you're expecting nothing can you call that person a friend and do you want that person around that you expect nothing from you know it's valid that's a valid question and i mean the thing is i don't know how do i put this I (laughs) see that's the one that I'm on right now that's what's where my struggle is currently um Mm -hmm. because again we talked about earlier how this is a process of like I had those realizations about the same time that you did back in college because I remember we we had a conversation about it um Mm -hmm. but now I'm a little bit more on this level of thinking of like all right well why am I putting so much energy into a relationship that I expect nothing from? Um, and as yeah, much as we yeah. people like to be like, like, no, I'm just a friend to be a good friend. I don't want, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. I think something that's, that I've noticed. And that's when back in college, when I had that moment of like, I am exhausted mm-hmm. mentally, I'm drained. I give too much of myself to all these people. It, mm-hmm. it was when I was like, just having a really bad time and having a really bad week. Um, and, and I tried to retreat from everything. And that's kind of to wrap everything into a bow. That that was one of those moments of like, damn, these people really aren't here for me. They're like here for Subag president, Adam. They're here mm-hmm. for you know, Adam, who does all this stuff on campus, they're not here for like, Adam, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Something as simple as that. Yep. Something that simple. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing terribly, like terribly, it was like all these people that I'm here from, that I'm here for, when they're having a bad week, or they need a recommendation, or they're Mm -hmm. trying to get a promotion. Or they're like, I don't know, they they need help learning how to do this. Or, you know, the list goes on and on. All of those people that you're for for 24-7, where are they for me when I needed them Mm -hmm. once? Just once. Once, one time. In the entire year. Mm -hmm. Where were you? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was when I had that realization that I was like, Adam, be careful. These are not your friends. Right. Yeah. When you needed a friend, they weren't there for you. And that's mm-hmm. what it tells you. Um, mm-hmm. And now the process that I'm going through of like, all right, if we know that, if we know that 
right now I'm happy, right? Like mm-hmm. if we know that I'm when, I, when I'm in a good mood and when I don't need anything from everyone, that when that time does come, because it will, that I'm having a bad week, that I'm having a bad day, that life is feels like it's crumbling around me. If mm-hmm. I know that those people won't be there for me, mm-hmm. why do I keep them around for the good moments? Right. Yeah. No. And it, it makes and I will say, I will say, when I was going through the particular instance I was saying, I still because of the environment I was in, I still had to interact with like these people all mm-hmm. the time. Good point. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I had no escape from it so it's just kind of like all right well this is what i'm gonna do this is what we have to do that's that once we're out of this space then we can make a decision and that's kind of why i said like you know after the fact like when i graduated i had i was kind of reflecting i was like okay time to be selective you know but it's true it's like why do we why would we spend our energy to do that and and like i said it's you have the freedom to decide how you want your environment to look like because it contributes to your overall mindset, your overall like being like that is what's important. And if you don't, I also feel like if you don't, if you're not selective with who you surround yourself with, it's harder to kind of figure out who you are as a person almost because it's like, we are we are in the we are deep in the in the <laughs> six foot long weeds of like yeah, the best literally in, it, yes in the depths but it's kind of like if you don't know who you want to surround yourself with how do you know really what you want for yourself yeah right i feel like the first that naturally if you want to decide like what works best for you what helps you to be the best version of yourself for me i just think of well who who am I talking to all the time? Who, yeah. who, who am I always trying to lean on? Who am I giving my time to? That's the first thing I look at. Yeah. And so for me, like, that's why I think, and I, I tell, I've been kind of alluding this to our listeners in the last few episodes, but, you know, in postgrad, I would say one of the number one things that I want to advise is to really evaluate what that space looks like for you and take inventory on yourself and, think about, okay, how am I spending my time? Am I being intentional with my time? Are the people that I'm talking to helping me to be the best version of myself? What exactly am I doing to contribute to getting closer to the person I want to be, if that makes sense? Mm. Like, and that's what, you know, in postgrad, like when I was having these thoughts, it made me realize, I was like, I want to be intentional, literally intentional about everything I'm doing. So no matter what I do in the day, it has to, at the end of the day, benefit me. And yeah, that sounds a bit selfish, but I feel like in your 20s, this is the time to do it because these are the moments that make up so many important decisions and moments in our lives. And we need to take them seriously, not to be like really deep here, but it's true. Like, I don't think people realize that in college, we play games. You know what I'm saying? We like, (laughs) we are college is like a fake world like we're in a bubble like think of stores connecticut guys we went to the university of connecticut okay we were in the middle of nowhere (laughs) what kind of bubble was that it's it's like a um like a prototype almost or like (laughs) a 
simulation. It's like a simulation Literally. of how things will play out. Like the consequences aren't real. You're protected no. in the end of at the end of the day. It's just yeah. like I feel like I'm in like I'm in the Sims or something. I feel like I'm in like a game of the Sims. That's what it is. Like let me let me just fuck around and try this and see how everything you said makes sense because again because of that sense of like I relate so much. Um, Earlier when you said that like it may sound selfish, um, I enjoyed hearing you you say that piece because it was like. And and you said it's good to be selfish sometimes, but it's also like, I'm glad that you mentioned it because earlier you said um, that you give so much to people and you love them, even though you expect nothing in return, which is so selfless um, and so selfless to a detriment um, mm-hmm. where you're almost sacrificing yourself. Um, yep. So good to hear you say a few minutes later of like, okay, but sometimes you need to be selfish. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to do this for you. Or I'm not going to mm-hmm. be that type of person for you because it, it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to do anything that isn't good for me and doesn't make me the best version of myself. Because the mm-hmm. second I stop being the best version of myself, then what am I doing here? That's something that... You know, I'm still wrestling with of of not sacrificing my own, I guess, happiness and like you know morals and and pride mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to doing things for people and being there for people and being other people's biggest cheerleader. And then like, no, I have bad days too. I think mm-hmm. that's that's pay attention to the people that are around you that think like your life is perfect all the time. Um, yeah. Cause in reality, mm-hmm. you just don't take a minute to stop and realize like, damn, Amma is having a bad day. She's having a bad week. And like, I really need to be there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also had like, you know, encountered people that when I'm having a bad day, when I'm having a bad week, their first instinct isn't like, What's wrong and how can I make it better? The first mm-hmm. instinct is like, you're being really different right now. And it's like, <laughs> you. So like I'm just going to leave you alone. Yep. And like, okay. <laughs> and, right, like, bye. And, when I, right, and when I'm in a good mood and I'm back to normal, please also leave me alone then too. Because, yeah. <laughs> because like, just don't, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm... I'm just as much of a person as you who goes up and who goes down and has bad days and has good days. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is a bad day. So like you can either help me on this journey to make it a a better day and Mm -hmm. to be, you know, back to normal or you can dip. But if you dip, don't come back forever, please like make it, (laughs) make it easier for me. (laughs) I was thinking too, like when I talk about, um, being selfish and kind of picking and choosing because people are like oh you know they're just like yeah, oh right. so all of a sudden you're switching up like you're the right. problem now. <laughs> like you've changed I love you've when people changed. say that. Like, yeah changed. Yep. and I'm like I'm like no 
I am the same exact person who just happened to realize you're a pretty shitty person. <laughs> that's all that happens. That's an important, again, that's, again, as someone who's not a master in that at all, um, and, and is still on that journey, it's, it, it's super important to learn how to trust your instinct and trust your gut, especially when it comes to people. Um, I think too many times I go against my own intuition and, and against my instinct. My, my instinct is like, don't trust this person. Do not mm-hmm. trust this person. Do not do this for this person. Do not give them this energy. Do not, you know, spend your weekend helping them because they're not going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what my gut tells me. That's what my intuition tells me. And I ignore it and I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, but then, but do you though? Go by, because you go by, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yo, Adam, you knew this. Like, you saw this coming, and you ignored it. So, w- when those moments happen, I always have this like internal struggle of like, well, who mad at? Are you mad at that person, or are you mad at yourself for trusting them when you put up the yellow flag in the first place?" You put up the yellow flag. You said, maybe don't trust them. Then you trusted them. And they ended up disappointing you. So who are you mad at? Well, I mean, the thing is, so that happens to me too. But I look at it almost as like, okay, like if if I find out that person may not be the person I thought they were going to be, I just take it as another lesson in the sense of, okay, that it's like another tool in my toolbox like now I know how the person is this is I know how I react to this this is something that I don't want to feel again so what can we do better next time what let's look at and I'm hypercritical of myself and Uh so I I overthink everything (laughs) so I would think about this for like years on it no I kid but like also I'm not kidding but (laughs) I (laughs) but I would sit there and think like, okay, what did we do? Like, what did, what do we think we did wrong here? What can we do better next time? I try not to beat myself up too much over it. Um, I just, I just say, okay, like this is the person I want to become. So this is another person who's shown me the path to that being that person I want to become. You've showed me what I don't want to do. You show me what I don't want. So let's, let's take the other route. Right. Yeah. Let's take the other route and, you know, yeah, exactly. That's That's kind of like how, that's how I look at it. And I think that is something that, you know, it's, it's one of the first, it's one of the few questions, the first few questions you ask yourself once you're out of college, because you do have to evaluate because, you know, it's kind of like you're all of a sudden not in that space where you're seeing these people every day. You're not, you don't have, like, you know how, how I mentioned to you, I had to still give my, I still give my 200% not expecting anything back because I'm still in the same spaces with those people. I still had to interact with them mm-hmm. because of the yeah. environment. So if I don't have that common denominator there, then bye. I don't need to, <laughs> I shouldn't feel bad. <laughs> And that's the, and that's the in the post grad journey. That's that's part of the beauty is like outside of work, right? You get to choose who you surround yourself with for the rest of the day. 
But when you leave class in college, you don't necessarily get to choose who you're going to see. It's going to depend on the clubs that you're in and the organizations you're a part of and where you live on campus, et cetera, et cetera. You're just going to have to see certain people and deal with it even if, even if that's not the best thing for being the best version of yourself. Based on that, I want to know, like, what do you, what have you decided to be your criteria almost for like who you want to surround yourself with and what you're spending your time towards? I think especially in, I've always been this way, right? Um, and you know this from that freshman year story is that I'm, I'm huge on the goal setting. Um, I constantly set goals. I constantly smash goals, not to, you know, gas myself, but absolutely. No gas. Myself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and I constantly reevaluate goals um, all the time. So I think in terms of like my criteria for like who I surround myself with and going along this journey, it's like what and who is going to help me reach those goals. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. those aren't just career goals right like you know of course there are career goals there but some of them are like I want to be on average a happier person a nicer yeah. person uh, like I want to snap less like when someone pisses me off I want to like not immediately curse them out like I want to yep. be patient right like there, manage your emotions things. right absolutely mm-hmm. there's some there's some personal goals there too um so surrounding myself with people that one understand those goals and two help me along that journey i've recognized that like there are people in my life that contribute to my impatience that i snap mm. on more frequently than others that like yeah. put me in a bad mood more frequently than others and like you got to recognize that and recognize yeah. like if you want to be a nicer and happier person on average, this person is not conducive of that goal. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like understanding that along that journey, same thing with like, you know, work career oriented goals of like, if I want to be a, a more creative person and, and in a very creative centric role, um, I may wake up one day and realize like, all right, my current job or workplace may not be the best place for that goal which means like okay it might be time Mm. for a career move yeah Um, so i think that is exactly that that's the rule that's the criteria is like Mm -hmm. who's gonna be and what's gonna be on my team to help me achieve those goals and ultimately be the best version of myself anything that goes against those goals shouldn't be around um no, i agree they should be removed asap rocky asap <laughs> rocky <laughs> that's and, that, that's it that's really <laughs> period <laughs> there we go so we're about to hit a year mm. of postgrad which is insane because mm-hmm. today today was webex graduation for all you <laughs> you got 2020 people <laughs> it was honestly beautiful i liked what i yeah. saw yeah i i i was just so touched by all the posts and everything that i saw and i know i love I, that people still took time to like show each other love and like yeah to, to, to congratulate themselves 
exactly exactly because that is a huge achievement like you guys got through all those crying sessions like (laughs) congratulations the lack of a ceremony doesn't take away from what an accomplishment it still is exactly exactly 100 percent. and so today was kind of like you know i was like wow like really kind of thinking about the fact that it's been a year and it's kind of like how have i spent this year this past year and based on our conversations, do you think, Autumn, in this past year, you have been able to take this um, next steps to become the best version of yourself, whether it's at work or whether it's at home, whatever? Do you think, looking back, you've done that mm. or you're closer to? Hmm. As much as my ego would love to be like, yeah, I'm a, I've been crushing it. Um, I think this past year has been a lot of, you know, the growth comes from the fact that I was able to sit here with you for, you know, however long it's been and say everything that I just said. Um, mm. I think that's been huge in my learning in the past year because, you know, the first step, right, is realization and an understanding of, like, what's going on in your life and what's going on around you, Um, and that's been huge, but I think the process of, like, executing and, like, putting my money where my mouth is is a much longer process that I'm still on that, still on dealing with, because, like, Mm -hmm. even as I was speaking to you, right, like, I obviously was super ambiguous with stories and and you know situations that i was thinking of but as i was thinking of them and as i was speaking of them they came into my head of like well i still keep those people around Mm. even though like maybe i shouldn't as Mm -hmm. i was and i I was understanding that as i was saying that but i think the, the main thing that's true over the past year is that I have been relentless in chasing those goals. I, th- mm-hmm. I think second, for some reason at UConn, there's a sense of like feeling trapped of like my life yes. wouldn't start until I get out of this place. So like, mm-hmm. let me do what I need to do while I'm here and like try and enjoy everything I need to do while I'm here. But my mm-hmm. life will not start until I get that degree. Um, so the second I got the degree, I graduated, it was like, okay, now put on your shoes and run towards those goals and do yeah. not stop. Um, so I think while I've had like little stops for gas along the way um, and have like had some bad days, um, had some realizations in those moments, I haven't stopped relentlessly chasing those goals. Um, and you know, this from like knowing my, like knowing what I'm doing now in my career versus like knowing what I wanted to do when I was in college is mm-hmm. like, I, I am definitely closer, um, along mm-hmm. that journey. Um, and also I am definitely, you know, to give myself a little bit more credit than I was at the start of this answer, I'm definitely happier than I was senior year of college, which mm-hmm. is crazy That's to even good. say because people would be like, you said that you love senior year of college. And it was like, I loved everything I accomplished. Yes. It was awesome. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that like 
I loved being myself and I enjoyed the time and I loved who I surrounded mm-hmm. myself because mm-hmm. like, like we talked about, um, it was, it was draining. I was yeah. exhausted mm-hmm. mentally, um, all the time from people. And it mm-hmm. took like one wrong word to get me to snap. Yeah. And immediately, like not want to be in the room and to become impatient and want to go home immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm no longer as much that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's a journey. There's still, I still have bad days. There are still people that are in my life that probably shouldn't be in my life. Um, mm-hmm. and I still gotta, I still gotta deal with that. Maybe I'm gonna send them the link to this podcast and be like, <laughs> I need you to listen to this. I'm talking about you. <laughs> the tea is about you, my guy. <laughs> Adam. It was so great to talk to you. We literally talked, guys, I kid you not. It's, it's been an hour and a half. I could talk to Adam forever. You guys don't understand. <laughs> but I, mean, I was going into this, I was like, I'm going to, oh, you were about to cut it off. I'm, I'm finished. But um, going into this, I was like, I'm just going to treat this as one of our phone calls. And that's the way I'm going to get around this podcast. <laughs> I would be so happy if you would come back for another episode of for my podcast. I think it was fun. <laughs> I, I absolutely love this i mean again i just love talking to you so if you need to talk to you, i will and if you want to record it you're more than welcome to <laughs> <laughs> sounds good all right bye adam bye, bye.